1: Welcome to the Man Card Podcast and our mission to build an army of men in the arena who are becoming the best version of themselves in changing their world.
0: Males are born, men are made. We're going to separate the men from the boys.
1: A man is as a man does. We want to help you to become the best version of you. Theodore Roosevelt spoke about this rare breed saying The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena Whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood That's awesome The man card belongs to those protecting integrity Fighting apathy, pursuing God passionately Leading courageously and finishing strong A man is as a man does Enjoy today's episode
0: You are men in the arena army. We We salute salute you. you. Guys, we honor you for grinding it out in the stress bubble of life. Males retreat into the anonymous bleachers, but you've jumped into the arena and into the fray of manhood. So thank you for listening to this episode of the Man Card Podcast. We are pumped that you're listening today, guys. Our goal is to call you into the arena, to call you out of every obstacle preventing you from becoming your best version, and to call you up to higher levels of manhood. I'm Jim Ramos, and I'm here with the mix Master, the PhD of Sound, Dr. Pat George. How you doing, Doc? Hey, man. Good? Good. <laughs> All right, man of many words. I'm
1: scrambling today. I was late. I was was scrambling. Yeah,
0: I know. That's that's all right, man. That's all right. And uh, I'm also here with our producer, co-host, and my good friend and compadre and amigo, the handsome Mm -hmm. in heaven, Dale Culver. Mm -hmm. How you doing, man?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm good. Hey, Pat, I just want you to know I appreciate you being here. Hey, thanks, man. I, I enjoy it. I love yeah. being here, and uh, yeah, yeah, thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, I'm okay if you're late, because you're, you're on time in my book. Well, yeah, that's the thing that's about
0: right. volunteers; they thank you for the opportunity. That's you know you got a good one. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> they're not getting paid jack, and they're thanking you for the opportunity. So, we'll have yeah. a conversation yeah. later. <laughs> anyway, know. oh man. Hey, I want to talk about. It. I'm, I'm excited about a couple things, guys. Before we get on our, our, we have a great, great guest today, but I'm I'm really excited about our men in the arena Facebook closed group for men. That thing is hitting, we hit 4,000 men in just three and a half months. And that thing, I mean, I want to see 30,000 men in our army. We are building an army, and I'm super excited about that, guys. Also, I'm super excited about this. these IVTs we're starting, these international uh, virtual teams. We're going to start those up in about a month or two, where guys from all over the world through Facebook Messenger can have a great hunt team and uh, do that. And it's going to be super exciting. So, guys, if you're interested, I'm looking for 20 men. Who will jump into the arena and say, hey, rainbows? Make me one of those guys. Hey, Dale, you got a man word for me today, bro?
1: I do. It, you gonna uh, guess gonna, it?
0: I am gonna guess it based on our guest.
1: You said two words already. Those aren't it. It's just so you I, know, I know,
0: but I think the word is protector or guard. Uh,
1: I guess you could use the word kind of in that arena, but it's not the word.
0: Oh, it is. What is it? Yeah,
1: this is, and, it, and it's one of my pet peeves for men and people in general in life. Aware.
0: Ooh, aware, Ooh, yeah, aware. So being
1: aware. That. Be aware of your surroundings. Like I had to have the talk with my daughter. when We went to, a, I took her out to a restaurant the other day, and she's like wanting to face sit in the back corner so she's facing like everybody coming yeah, in. I'm yeah. like, no, that's not how we do this. And she's like, well, I don't understand, Dad. And I had to explain to her. I need to be aware of what's going on at all times. We live in a screwed up world. And she's not packing, so the one packing should be facing the door. Or if you're not, you can at least grab a chair and throw it at some idiot that comes flying through. But you're aware of your surroundings. You know what's going on. You're home. You're aware of what's going on, the temperature of the things and the emotions and, and whatnot. In your workplace, you're aware of where people are, what they're doing. You know, if you're a leader, you're aware
0: of what's going on. Well, I think aware physically in any situation is important. But I think more than that is what you're saying. Are you aware of where your kids are? Are right. you aware of how your marriage? I mean, if I read another book, I just this morning read a book, and the guy is saying his wife just shocked and awed him and divorced him. He didn't <clears> see <throat> it coming. I'm like, dude, how can you not see a divorce coming unless you're completely in la-la land? There's enough sheeple out there. You don't have to be one. You're a man. You're called to lead. Open your eyes, and you should have your finger on the pulse of your marriage. Be aware. Be aware of your relationship to your buddies. Be aware of you know the state of your your job. I mean, really. Right. We just. It's like sometimes I wonder if guys are asleep on the. You know, we gotta get up and wake up. So it's that's kind of like word, going man.
1: through life. You're driving your car around and you look down. And you're like, oh, the light just came on. Weren't
0: you aware of where your fuel is? Dude, Come on, seriously, it drives me batty. So <sighs> anyway, that's a great <sighs> word, man. That really fits our guest because he's he is paid. To be be aware, aware, and lives depend on it. So I'm super excited about our guest today, uh, Kai Munchie. He is 46 years old, and his occupation right now, all I'm allowed to say is he is, quote, security manager for a federal agency based in Georgia. That's all I can say. But he's uh, been in law enforcement 16 years, previously serving with the U.S. Department of Justice, uh, office of Inspector General in Washington, D.C. as a special agent. He's U.S. Secret Service uh, as a special agent in the Denver field office and later with the counter-assault team in Washington, D.C. Prior to coming to special agent, he served eight years as an infantry officer in the U.S. Marine Corps. 3rd Division Marine Corps uh, Ground Defense Security Forces in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. He also served uh, as a combat development command in Gu- Quantico, Virginia. This guy knows how to get it done. His accomplishments <laughs> and accolades that he's most proud of is uh, basically the day that he earned the title of U.S. Marine Service, at serving as an infantry officer. And so that instilled a set of values. Uh, physical and mental fortitude that drove his life and his success defined his work ethic. And so uh, that experience in his early life really helped him to be extremely adaptable to change. So, personally, his greatest accomplishment is he absolutely adores and is very proud of his wife and daughters. He's been married to Sherry for 17 years in August. That's a big congratulations, yeah. brother. Uh, they years. are. And he's just 18 years. 18 years. What did I say? 17. 17. Oh, why did I say 17? It's sitting oh, here 18 years. Anyway. His passion in life is the concept of authentic leadership. There's a lot of different definitions out there of what this means, but for Kai it means an individual who is self-aware of their strengths and weaknesses, leads with integrity, has purpose, puts their puts others above themselves and does not pretend to be something they are not. And uh, I, I'm really excited about that. So his mission in life is just basically to be consistent, truly genuine in all his interactions with friends, family, and that they should all see him in the same light as his co-workers, subordinates, and super, uh, superiors. And I've spent several uh, hours on the phone with Kai over different things related to uh, our organization, and I really am excited to have him on our show. He's got two daughters, Caitlin, who's 15, and Sierra, who is 12. Okay, Kai, how'd I do there?
2: That was pretty good, Jim. That's pretty good. Oh, Although pretty... you almost got me in trouble with that seventeen years.
0: Oh yeah, that's true.
2: <laughs> I would have getting, I would have been blamed for that later. Yeah, no, <laughs> <for> I know.
0: <laughs> well, so, you cannot imagine how many guys we have on our show who have no idea how long they've been married.
2: You, you know what I do? Also, my wife's birthday is on January thirty-first, and I often interchange the thirtieth with the thirty-first. It drives eight, eighteen years later, and I can't figure this thing out. What day her birthday is on? It drives her crazy.
0: Well, I know what you do, man, because December, you get to December, and it's the 31st, and you just assume January is going to have 30. That's right. But, you know, you got to do that. There's my excuse. There you go. I never thought of that before. Thank you. I just, you know, I just saved your life, man. I saved him, right? Hey, Kai, (laughs) we're going to get you warmed up here, man. We are going to jump right into what we call our rapid fire round. So what we're going to do in this round is I uh, choose a set of questions and for you, I call, I've call. i chosen what I call the Stoic round. We used to call this the Philosopher round, but we're going to go with Stoic. And so I've got five questions that I want you to uh, answer about your life. Are you ready okay. for this?
2: I'm ready. Let's do it.
0: All right, man. Number one, at this point in your life, what's on your heart? Hmm.
2: I would say what's what's on my heart right now. and You kind of alluded to that with my with my mission statement is just making sure that every day, every every interaction is consistent. That I treat people exactly how I want to be treated. And that sounds it sounds simple, but um, it's not that simple, right? It's not that simple when you have exterior pressures. When you're uh, whether it be at work or at home or your social life, it's not that easy to do it. But I think it, 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 at some point in life, in a man's life, he's he's got to get to that point, right? He's got to get to that point where he can be authentic in every interaction that he has.
0: Well, I love that. And the, I think with your job, especially, you can't just bring your job home and talk about it. Hmm. I mean, you've got to shut the spigot off, right? Yeah. And so in, to, in many ways, yes. And so yeah. to do that would be very, how do you navigate around that with your family to, to be consistent throughout yet be able to shut that spigot off right when you walk in the door?
2: So I, I think I didn't do a very good job of this early on in my marriage. When I was when I was in the service, in the secret service, I didn't do a very good job of that at all, right? So I wanted, not only would I not share the, the details of where I was going or who I was with or what I was doing, but I wanted not even share the details of of perhaps uh, the stress I was under or how I was feeling in those situations because, you know, to, to our spouses, we want to seem like the hero, right? We don't want to yeah. seem vulnerable. We don't want to let that guard down, so to speak. So I, I would to show that or demonstrate that with my wife. And that calls a lot of of stress in our marriage. and So still working through that to this day, but I think I've, I've learned to kind of, uh, compartmentalize in a way, not, not in an unhealthy way, but compartmentalize to the sense where what I can't share, I put in a box and then, but what I can share, I parse that out. And, and I'm more open with that. If oh, that makes any good. sense.
0: Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. I'm going I have some questions about that. I want to ask you later. Uh-huh. I'm going to move into question two. So who is your greatest hero and why?
2: Mutual acquaintance, you might you may know this name. I would think my, my greatest hero was Bud Sparling.
0: Oh, I know Bud.
2: Now. Yeah, you know Bud, right? New so Bud, great, new Bud. New Bud, great, uh, great man. He passed away, gosh, how long, how long has it been now, Jim? Is it last year? Two years, a year? Yeah, not two long. A year, year or two years ago. Yeah. And uh, Bud Sparling was my pastor in uh, Parker Presbyterian Church out in Colorado. And this is where I met Gary McCusker. And uh, Bud led me to Christ. Uh, he was, He was a mentor for me. And, you know, you want to talk about being authentic. I have yeah. every time I encountered him, every time I had a conversation with him, he was the same genuine guy. He wasn't a different person um, to me that he, he would be to anybody else. Just uh, just a great, great guy. So I would I would have to say w- without a doubt, Bud is probably my greatest uh, my greatest hero.
0: Man, that's cool. That's a great dream to have to be somebody's yeah. hero even after you're gone. That that would be epic. Yep, that's yeah. He's I hear just phenomenal things about him as a man. So mm-hmm. number number three, this one's a little bit tougher. What's your all time favorite quote and why?
1: So my all time favorite that, that that changes periodically, right? But oh, I
2: I've got some. I would have to say you know my, my my current my current favorite quote, and I've got this written down in my in my office. I need to put it at home somewhere on my mirror, but. It's a, a, a leader, and we could change, let's switch out the word leader with man, right? So a, a man is someone who uh, uh, knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way.
0: I know who said that quote.
1: And John, I don't even know who said it. John so,
0: Maxwell he, said that quote in his book, Developing the Leader Within You. Maybe that's where I heard it. <clears throat> yep, a leader knows the way, goes the way, and yep. shows the way. In Isn't fact, that a great quote, it, though? It may be in his book, 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, specifically the law of navigation. Mm-hmm. I, I mean yes. I don't know where I pulled that out of, but I'm pretty sure I'm right but isn't that good? so c- explain that yeah. so he knows the way what does that mean mm-hmm. to you?
2: Well he knows he, well to, to me it knows you know a man is someone who uh, he knows right from wrong. Let, let, let's let's use that as an example. A man knows right from wrong right and he, he doesn't operate in the gray area. Um, he doesn't make excuses for where he goes wrong. he just he knows the difference between right and wrong. He follows the correct path, unwavering with courage and commitment, and uh, he models the example. I think t- too often in our society today, I think we're losing sight of uh, of what it means to lead by example. We hide behind rhetoric, especially on social media. It's um, you know we put our opinions out there and our thoughts out there, and it just doesn't match our actions. It's, it's, it's easy to get fired up about something or upset about something, and Start blasting people in a chat room or on social media, but it's when you have to actually stand in the gap and protect integrity and defend it at the, at the, at the risk and peril of your own, uh, you know, your your own well being. That that's that's the definition of a man,
0: right? Oh, that's really good, man. That's really good. I mean, just personally, I can relate to that because I I am an emotional over a cognitive guy, and yeah. so and I generally speaking have it under control. But I had a guy the other day said, uh, he, he talked to another buddy and he said, Hey, have you ever seen Jim Ramos mad? And my, the, the other buddy said, No, I haven't. He goes, It ain't pretty. <laughs> and so, and so, and these guys don't. And so, for me, trying to be consistent, you know, I'm consistent 90% of the time, but it's that 10% that you got, I got to work on, right? And so, I, I hear yeah. what you're saying being that example of consistency. So, when somebody comes to you, they know what they're going to get. And that comes from, you made a comment yep. about the knows, knows the way, and I wrote down here, moral compass, to have an unwavering uh, moral compass, is what I heard you saying. That's good. So that's... much
2: You said it much more eloquently than I did, but yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I'm just kind of building off
0: what you're saying. This is really good, man. I appreciate that. A leader knows the way, shows the way, and goes the way. And so that's outstanding. And so, um, hey, here's another one. So you're 46 years old? Uh, yes. 46. And so if you could go back in time, 26 years and meet your 20 year old self, what advice would you give that guy? Oh, man, <laughs> man,
2: that's a tough one. That's a tough one. You know, what's the, you know what's funny about this question though, Jim, is I used to, uh, my younger days, when I say younger days, I mean, even as early as 10 years ago, I, I used to think a lot. I used to replay decisions i've made in the past and wonder what would be different if i changed that if i changed that decision or did something differently sometimes i lose sleep over that thinking well, how did i get to this point if only i had done something differently back then so although i'm going to answer this question i don't necessarily like this question jim let me just put that one out there <laughs> because <laughs> i'm trying to get away from that behavior right because we yeah. you know the path the path we're on now was created you The experience I've had, the mistakes I've made, that's made made me who I am, right? Yeah. But if I would say, so this is going to sound maybe weird or funny or, you know, not deep enough for you, but I would say 20 years ago, if I could go back to my 20-year-old self, I would tell him to completely change his workout routine.
0: (laughs) Really? Talk (laughs) me through that.
2: All right, so I I have I have not learned the limits of my age, right? Forty seven is still young, but I tend to do things that uh, I used to do when I was when I was twenty, right? So I I didn't build. I I feel like I didn't when I was twenty. I I didn't really work up enough to where I'm at now. I get hurt. I hurt myself a lot now doing things in
0: the gym or whatever it is. Because you're going harder than you were back then.
2: Yeah, no, because I'm I'm going harder than I did back then. Yeah. And I should have, I should have increased the tempo a little bit when I was, you know, 27.
0: Oh, I hear you. Hey, this makes you feel better. I was on the phone yesterday with a friend of mine who I played college football with. He played 12 years in the NFL. I got to be yep. careful. I don't want to reveal his name. He's going to come on the podcast in about a month. And he was doing bar dips and he's like, Hey bro, I, I blew out my peck. It tore at the origin in the shoulder and yeah, I had to have surgery this week, and we were talking about maybe we maybe we shouldn't go so hard in the weight room, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're not twenty anymore, man. So that's good, good. That's really good. I would say I, I I like what you're saying. I would say maybe, for me, I would go back and say establish patterns and routines that are better, so that yeah. when you get to my age, you're not struggling. Without a doubt, yeah, with, yeah. without a
2: doubt. And, and I would say the same. I would say the same thing. Also, I mean, I've I've. Uh, you know i think like getting back to what we we're saying before about changing and you know growing and that sort of thing being, being consistent you know 47 i would i would have thought i'd be there by now um, still struggling still trying to get there um but yeah it would have been great to if i was there at 27 who knows where i'd be right yeah, now?
0: yeah dude well you know it's interesting i tell younger guys hey life is more serious than you think at 20. yeah the oh, things yeah. that you're the things that i celebrated at 20 yep. i struggle with at 50. Either those yes. are things that have come that come back and I I'm, I still haunt me and still yeah. struggle with these things. And so these guys yeah. need to realize, man, establish healthy patterns now. Now that's good. So,
2: that's that's really good.
0: All right, Sherry's gonna love this question, man. I don't care if you do. Sherry's <laughs> gonna love this question. So I'm gonna give you twenty thousand dollars. I'm gonna tell you that you can take Sherry anywhere you want in the world for yeah, two weeks this. for two weeks vacation paid on me. What are you gonna do?
2: Now, are you really going to give me $20,000? Let me heck, ask
0: that
2: first. no. I'm still waiting for this T-shirt that they'll promise me. It's the only reason I'm even doing this podcast. Oh, there's a T-shirt.
0: I'm, I'm waiting
1: for him to get, <laughs> oh, get <it>. him here.
0: <laughs> so the T-shirts are going to come in today or tomorrow, and so we'll shoot that out to you, man.
1: We don't want to give you a ghetto shirt. We want to give you a nice oh, one. Oh,
2: okay. Not, okay,
0: all right. Yeah, everybody thank who's ever got you. a shirt from us before, it was a ghetto shirt, and Yeah, we apologize. You should have seen it. It, it on, was terrible. Over. Come on, man. <laughs> All right, twenty thousand dollars.
2: Sherry has always wanted to go to Northern Ireland, Scotland. She's always wanted to go there. I've always wanted to go there too. We just, you know, we haven't taken the time to do it. Um, You know, life life gets uh, life gets in the way. But so I would say that, without a doubt, that's where I take her. Twenty thousand dollars. You know, five class all the way, five star all the way. Excuse me.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I tell you what, there's something about those castles. Yeah those yep. castles i want to see I've, i i want to see those castles so well that's outstanding we have actually had guys on this show kai that had no idea what their wife wanted to do and they don't go on vacation and i think that's a <laughs> huge huge problem and so we need to we need to take our women and get them away and enjoy them so outstanding that's- all right bro we're going to move into our questions here and these are questions that i've written for you based on uh, uh, you and your story, but before we do that, why don't you take about two to three minutes here and tell our listeners a little bit more about what makes Kaimunchi tick? Your 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 family, your personal life, things you like to do, whatever comes to mind.
2: So I've got I've got the fortune of living in, in Georgia in the area that I live in, and, I, and I'll tell you I live in uh, South Georgia on an island. It's, it's beautiful here, um, and we've been here for about about seven months now. My wife and I and our two girls, my oldest. Started high school. I started high school when we came down here. My uh, middle daughter, my youngest daughter, uh, started middle school. So new school, brand new schools, brand new community. So we really, it's been, it's been great for family time, just to be able to bond, do more things together, uh, have more activities. My commute here is 25 minutes door Mm -hmm. to door, which is fantastic. And uh, my commute in DC when I lived there was an hour and 45 minutes in one direction. Oh, whoa. Which is brutal so that's three hours a day plus a normal eight to nine hour work day so it, it, it was rough up there and we didn't have a lot of time for, for family and whatnot so I think what, what, what makes me tick is is my family I mean that's really what drives me uh, every day what keeps keeps me grounded keeps me keeps me content. Um, yeah I mean that's that's really the root of root of what I do.
0: Oh man well you know what you're I know we can't talk about your current job. But can you share with us some of the – can you share some world-class leaders that you have protected as a Secret Service agent? Can you do that?
2: So on, on the um, – and this is, this is not a, a – you know whatever I say isn't a political statement or it certainly isn't an opinion of, of who I work for now. But I would say GW, so number 43, uh, George Bush. If we're talking about authentic leadership and politics aside, the decision making aside, he was truly an authentic leader. I mean, I've have seen him give speeches. I've seen him behind the stage. I've seen him, you know, with family, with the the folks that protect him. And uh, he's always the same. It's always a, always a consistent. Uh, he's always consistent and extremely physically competitive. And I don't think a lot of people know that. But if huh. you read if you re- if you read his book, if you read articles about him um he was he was a stud i mean when he was in the office uh, as president he would go out and run and he would do three miles in 21 minutes whoa 20 minutes yeah i mean he was a he was a stud
0: <laughs> yeah did you so, have to run did you have to run with him
2: i never did no okay no.
0: now is he the only president you've guarded
2: <laughs> no uh the current uh no not not the current one but uh, <clears throat> obama was on the when i left the detail uh-huh President Obama was in office, um, and then as former presidents, former presidents still get protection. So I protected Clinton, President Clinton, uh, Jimmy Carter, um, a lot of heads of state, wow. foreign, foreign
0: heads of state. So okay, so here's my question for you, man i I don't want to. I want to make sure I'm guarding you and 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 doing this thing. But so you have protected world leaders. I mean, literally, you have protected men probably women who are in the world scheme world Mm -hmm. leaders how 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 does that pressure affect you or do you feel that pressure or is it just another day at the office
2: honestly it's just another day at the office and really i'm nothing special i mean the guys that um, that i've worked with along the way i mean they're really the ones that it's that teamwork that keeps things going. It's the, it's the system that's in place. It's the you know the, the processes that are in place um, that I had full trust and confidence in. So I, I, no, I mean to be honest with you, was it was it cool? Was it thrilling and exciting? Yeah, of course it was. But um, I, I, maybe I, maybe I didn't fully grasp the the magnitude of it when I was in the moment. But in doing it, it just seemed like another day at the office. Quite frankly,
0: I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. So our word for the day, Dale, chose the word aware. Uh huh. When you're guarding one of these world-class individuals, Mm -hmm. what is your awareness level? I mean, I I know that we've got this uh, tactical color codes, you know, uh, white, yellow, orange, red. Are you always Mm -hmm. in the yellow? Are you in the orange? I mean, where are you? And is there ever a time for you to kind of exhale? Talk me through that awareness system.
2: You know, there's a good... um... Gosh, I can't remember the name of the the gentleman that came up with it. He's a former marine. It's something. Like Coop, Cooper's Colors of Awareness. Yep, yeah. Cooper's. Yeah. Yeah. Cooper. Look that at Cooper. It. Have you heard of this? Yeah, Cooper's that's Colors why I'm asking.
0: Awareness? Yeah. Yeah. So
2: you you're, you're in the you're in kind of this uh, um, green this green color where you're completely unaware, right? You're just you know living in this bubble where nothing's going to touch you, and you're oblivious to what's going on around you. And then you're in this this kind of this yellow zone, right, where you're you're hypersensitive. You're your head's on a swivel is something that, that people like to say in law enforcement, in the military. You're aware of your surroundings and you're looking for the exits. You're prepared to react to whatever situation comes up. And then when you go into the red, you're actually reacting to whatever's happening. So if you always if you're always operating in the red, you're going to be completely stressed out and uh, incapable, really, of functioning. You can't you can't operate in the red unless something's actually happening. So the concept yeah. there is you always want to be in the kind of that that yellow that yellow zone where you're you're hyper aware of what's going on. Um, with your surroundings and with everybody around you. I think Dale was talking about that, I don't know, before we started the yes. podcast. Yeah. talk about it with his own kids, right? So I did this, um, speaking of Compassion International, so I did uh, security training for Compassion years ago. I went out to Colorado Springs, to their headquarters, and I gave a security awareness class, to so about 43 of their trip leaders. They go overseas to do missions. And I taught them this color coding system and, and how to kind of giving them tips um, and advice on how, how to remain mentally and physically in that, in that yellow, where you're not only mentally prepared, but you're physically prepared to uh, combat whatever, whatever comes at you. It, 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 not to go off on a tangent here, but I think that's a great lesson in life, right? Even, even spiritually, morally, to stay kind of in that yellow where you're hyper-aware of, of the situations you're in, uh, you're hyper-aware of you know, the, the stresses you're under or the temptations that you're under, And you're always prepared to react to those in the the right way to get through those struggles, right?
0: That's really good, man. You know, it's it's interesting. So our men we call the guys who listen to our podcast, who follow our movement, we call them the men in the arena. And another way of saying this is these are guys living in the stress bubbles. These are guys that are 25 to 50-ish years old who have kids in the home. They're working a full-time job. They're commuting like you are. Many are listening to this podcast as they drive to work, and they're in the bubble, right? So they get home from work, and the first thing they are tempted to do is to exhale, to relax yep. and to go from a work mode of yellow or even orange to this uh, green you called it a green mode, just kind of throw right. their, get on the couch and lay down and chill out and just completely disengage what, what would you say to men who are living in a bubble about their heightened awareness or what level of awareness they should have when they get into mm-hmm. their home, how would you translate this Cooper's uh, readiness codes or whatever, the color codes, mm-hmm. how would you translate this to the home?
2: You got you, you. I think men have to train and condition. Men have to train and condition for every situation, right? So it's it's. I get it. I was there. I'm, I'm still there. Oftentimes, where I'll, I'll come home from work and I'll let my guard down. I'll, I'll, you know, say 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 things I shouldn't say to my wife or react in certain ways that I shouldn't to my kids. I I, I get it because I'm not hypervigilant, right? I'm not hypervigilant, I'm not staying in that, that yellow that yellow zone that I need to be in where I'm, where I'm aware of what I'm saying and the impact of what I'm saying is going to have on my kids. And that's where the discipline comes in. Really that's what it boils down to is discipline and conditioning to react to those situations. You know, one of my, my favorite uh, book in the Bible is Ephesians where we talk about the, the wearing the armor of God. And I spoke to a men's group years ago in my church about this. And when you when you put that spiritual armor on and you go to battle, Sometimes it can feel heavy and it can mm. feel weighted down. And especially if you're only putting it on once in a while, but if you put that on every morning and you wear it and you condition yourself to wear it, it it's, it's not going to feel heavy, right? It's, it's going to feel it's yeah. a part of your, it's a part of your body. It's a part of your makeup. It's, who you, it's, it's what makes you who you are. <laughs> um, as opposed to just putting it on occasionally or when things really get bad, you just put it on all the time. Um, you can use it, this is the same analogy with the military or in law enforcement. When you put that, put that body armor on, it feels heavy, and that's why you train wearing that body armor. You wear that body armor all the time. You wear it when you run. You wear it when you sleep. You wear it when you fight and train and everything else so that it doesn't feel heavy. It doesn't weigh you down, and you're still able to operate and function um, the way that you should.
0: Oh, that's really good, man. Hey, we're going to take a short break and hear from our sponsor. The Man Card Podcast is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that is building an army of men in the arena who are becoming the best version of themselves and changing their world. The war to change your world is epic. Every battle counts, every man in the arena matters. So get in the game by joining our closed Facebook forum for men called The Men in the Arena. There you will lock arms with men from all around the world. This is a great page, guys. Hey, if you wanna learn more about becoming the best version of you, go to themancardpodcast.com, grab a copy of the Field Guide my bathroom book for men with 365 daily readings about what a man is and does using famous quotes and epic stories. I wrote this book for men who don't read books. Guys, you're going to love this book. Pick up a copy today following this episode. Thank you again for jumping into the arena with us and championing the greatest battle of our time, the fight to change your world. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. So Kai, when when, uh, I did a wilderness uh, deer hunt this year with my son, and we backpacked into the wilderness. And what I did for six months leading up to that event is I trained with weight. So I had a yeah. 25 to 45-pound pack that I trained with because years earlier what I did is I just threw the pack on without any training. I felt like I was carrying a 10,000 pounds. And so training loaded really helped my body to uh, come under the condition that, hey, you can do this. You've done this before. You've been here before. So what are some things a guy can do to condition himself? Because he is carrying this heavy load, right, this heavy burden. What are some practical things that you do to condition or train yourself uh, for uh, leadership?
2: Getting back to that quote, that favorite quote of mine, I think it's, you know, men have really got to take the time to figure out who they are who they are, what makes them tick and um, one thing that I would recommend is developing developing a personal mission statement, vision statement and set of values. And we do that we do that in the business world. I, I do that at my workplace. Um, but man I, I, and, and I've done this for, my, for, my, for myself and I can share a little bit about the, certainly the values and what they are. But it's, you know, the vision is kind of something unattainable. It's something you've always got to work towards, something you're, you're never going to meet that vision. You're, you've always got to drive towards it. You've always got to do things differently. You've always got to adapt to change, whatever it takes to reach that vision, right? And then your mission is kind of what, what propels you every day and what you, what you try to accomplish at the end of the day. At the end of the day, you can say, all right, mission accomplished. I, I did this. Um, and then that set of values are the things that will we'll, we'll never change. That's your, your core character. That's the makeup of who you are. So for, for me, those values include um, – the three big ones are integrity, courage, and loyalty. So it's having having the courage to, to maintain my integrity, um, having loyalty towards my peers, towards my family, towards my, my, my friends and coworkers. Um, those, those three things will, will drive every action I take. So I think a practical thing that guys can do is just develop those things, develop a mission statement, develop a set of values and a vision statement – Write it on a piece of paper, put it on their mirror or wherever it is, and just remind themselves of that every day.
0: You know what? Uh, what we'll do we're going to have <clears throat> we're going to have a mission statement development on our next three two of our next three equippings. So we'll do that because uh, I love oh, what you're right. we're saying. Good. Well, yeah, we've 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 answered the most important question a man can a- and ask last week, and that question is Who am I? Yeah. Then next okay. week we're going to answer the second most important one, which is why am I here? <clears throat> and then what we'll do once we answer those two questions, we'll take these guys through uh, a mission statement development. The only thing that I would, the only thing I do a little bit differently than what you're saying, because I, I I agree with you, the vision is my why. Why am I here? That's my yeah. vision. The mission is the how. It's the conduit. It's it's right. how am I going right. to get there? And then for me, my values, I do it a little bit different. My uh-huh. values are more tangible, like um, people or f- health or uh, spirituality. So I, I, I've yeah. kind of done them a little different. But I love That's what good. you're saying. Yours are more intangible, inherent uh, values that drive your life. I really like that. That's outstanding.
2: Yeah, <laughs> And doing this with young men is, is extremely important. And, and, and forming that foundation early on and, and teaching, the, teaching these young men that what, what you do now, what you do at 15, 14 years old, I'll tell you what, if you're, if you're putting it out there on YouTube or, or Facebook, it's, it's there forever. Ever. Forever. And uh, I don't think a lot of these, these kids realize that these days. It's unfortunate.
0: Well, I just got done reading George Orwell's book, 1984 and big yes. brother big brother is definitely watching. <laughs> oh, he's watching. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, hey, I want to I want to kind of turn the corner here because you made a couple statements in your bio that really intrigued me. And you you you've you've guarded world leaders. I mean, you've guarded people who are at the top of the food chain. And you talk about authentic leadership is a value that you have. It's something that you greatly aspire to and you're passionate about. And you describe that as five things. As a leader who is self-aware of their strengths and weaknesses, that's number one. Number two, leads with integrity. Number three, they have a sense of purpose. Number four, uh, they uh, put others above themselves. And number five, they don't pretend to be something they are not. So those really, really, really uh, attracted me. So if it's okay with you, can we, mm-hmm. break, can we break these down? I'll talk about them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, and I think we've already talked about this a little bit, but I'll let you just uh, add clarify uh, clarifying statements here. But what does it mean when you say a, 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 a le- an authentic leader is someone who is self-aware of their strengths and weaknesses? hmm
2: So, it, it, and all these kind of play into one another. And I think for for, for me personally, um, it took me a long time to figure out what my strengths and weaknesses are, are a long time. And gr- growing up, I wasn't... Uh, I wasn't athletic growing up. I was kind of a, a smaller kid, um, didn't didn't play a lot of sports growing up, didn't have much of a – was a very introverted, didn't socialize with, with many people. And so I have, I've kind of broken that mold over the years, and I've identified myself as a – you know, the Marine Corps really defined me when I was a young man, and I enlisted when I was 20, and then I became an officer. Uh-huh. So what I learned in the Marine Corps, that, that formed me into who I am uh, today. Um, so I think just self-awareness is knowing, listen – Knowing that you're weak at something, knowing where your weaknesses are, and having having the courage to, to work and develop those weaknesses and being transparent about it. Oftentimes, all you have to do, especially if you're if for, for married guys, is open up to your spouse and say, listen, I, I, I'm weak in this area. I'm trying to strengthen myself here. And if you just verbalize it and vocalize it and get it out there to someone you can trust, who's not going to use it against you, um, that's going to help. That's going to help you deal with that. So...
0: So now let me define let me clarify here. So now if I have a weakness in my integrity, I think I definitely need help with that, right? Now what what about like if I'm weak administratively? Shouldn't would it be better to come to my wife and say, Hey, I'm weak in this area, so you need to help and take this aspect of our relationship and I'll take this one? I mean, does that see the difference between share for example, I can't play music. So I'm not, I'm not going to go try to, well, make... you're never going to be able to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So how do we, now so maybe... you,
2: you know, I'll never, I'll never be an astronaut. There's just, yeah. you're, you're never, you're never, you, you don't, going don't aspire to do unattainable things. And I think that goes into knowing what your strengths and weaknesses are. I think that, I think one of my, one of my strengths and, um, is public speaking. I feel that I, I've got certain skills to, to speak in public. I've, you know, I'm, especially if I'm confident about the topic I can do, that and I can articulate myself. Um, that's that's one of the you know saying that vocalizing that I never did that before because it sounded mm. I thought it sounded arrogant to say yeah. I'm good at something, but it's okay it's okay to say that hey, I'm good at this and saying that you're good at it speaking that out is going to make you want to be good at it to to prove that you're good at it and it's the same thing with with a, with a weakness I I know that uh, I'm weak in certain areas and administratively that's one area administratively I've had to discipline myself. And do practical things like make make a list at the beginning of the day, beginning of the work day. These are the things that I've got to accomplish. Uh, I've had to change change my behavior to address that weakness, and that's the that's the hardest part for guys. Is one identify the weakness, and then two, uh, change the behaviors that are causing that weakness or causing those failures.
0: Yeah, that's really good. For example, if I'm I have a struggle with food and eating, that uh-huh. is something I need to change. As a leader, however, I'm a great big picture guy, and so I've got. Thank God, I've got a guy like Dale Culver who he's the get. Right. It, he's the I'm the dreamer. He's the get it done guy. You know, I'm the jawbone. He's the backbone. Although he's got a pretty good jawbone too. But I but but we getting those people around to help us. Yeah. With our weaknesses yep. is key. So yep. that's really good, man. I really appreciate. Uh, and I think it's oh, you know, we are. I mean, it's okay to walk into a room and say, "Hey, here I am, baby. Feel the full weight of who I am." Like it or leave it. This is who I am.
2: Yeah, there's nothing and, wrong with
0: that. And and pe- and that's and pe- but that's kind of looked down upon nowadays. But it I is. think that's Absolutely. powerful. Powerful. It is.
2: It is. Yeah, and that accountability. That accountability is important. You 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 touched on something where if if I've got a lack of integrity or if I need to work in integrity, so so often, um, people go through their entire lives. You know, men men will go through their entire lives. You know, not knowing that kind of in that gray area, not defining right from wrong. And at some point they lose they lose sight of what's what's truly what it means to have integrity. And the problem is that they have they haven't had someone who has called them out on it. And you've got to have someone in your life who you trust that's going to call you out when you're when you're not when you don't have integrity or when not demonstrating integrity in your in your behavior, your actions or your words. You gotta have someone like that. Not someone that's going to enable it, but someone that's going to call you out.
0: You talked about that gray area, and it reminds me of that Roosevelt's speech in uh, Paris in 1910. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds yeah. could have done better, but the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face yeah. is marred by— And he goes on and he says— Um, That they strive to do great deeds, who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows the end triumph of high achievement, who at worst, if he fails, at least he fails while doing greatly. So that his place, this is powerful, shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither death nor defeat. In other words, those cold and timid souls who live in the gray area right stand for something which brings me to the next question you said uh, the second uh, aspect of authentic leadership is leads with integrity and we've already talked about this but i have a certain definition of integrity what is your definition of integrity when it comes to a man
2: doing the right thing even when no one's looking
0: oh you just quoted d.l moody yeah, I I love it. Well, you I don't need, I'm,
2: I'm I'm making all these great. I don't even know who I'm you, quoting.
0: Dude, you're the man. We're just going to give you. <laughs> Kai Munchie said, no, but you said. But here's a, I'm going to quote you though. You you actually wrote this down. You said being consistent and truly yeah. genuine in all my interactions. That that is your definition of integrity. You know yeah. you're consistent throughout, right? Right.
2: Right. It, it would be very, I'd say as, as a manager, it would be very easy to go to someone and get them to do something by manipulating them or telling them something that's going to encourage them to, a, to, to, to accomplish a task or accomplish a mission <laughs> just, just because I want to get it done quickly. Right. But it's just, that's, that's not the way people will see through that. Yeah. Um, people will see through that and telling people, telling, telling someone that they, they did a great job when they didn't do a great job is the worst thing that you can do for that person. That's, that's a kiss. A, of, that's a kiss of death. You, you know, you, that, you, that's you're not doing that person any favors by uh, by telling them that.
0: Well, you know, I remember in, uh, saw a movie back in the '90s. William Wallace in the movie Braveheart. Uh, it's said, my favorite movie. People don't follow titles; they follow
1: courage. They courage. They, yeah. they
0: follow men. They follow integrity. And so, uh, you know, when you work certain, you know, like you're in the government, uh, yeah. a t- uh, you can have the title and you can have the title and have yeah, people t- under yeah. you but that doesn't get you the, out the door.
2: No, t- titles titles mean nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah, personally I could care less if my name is on the side of a side of a building when I when I <laughs> retire from going. I could care less. Yeah. Uh, you know, the the legacy that I want to leave and that's another thing that I think that, that that men really need to sit down and think about is w- what legacy do I want to leave behind? What do I want to be remembered for? What do I want written on my tombstone? Do I want? It's not going to say Marine Corps. It might have the U-Globe and Anchor. I can guarantee it will. But it's not going to say, you know, Kai was a, a Marine, uh, Secret Service agent, You know, worked for the government for all these. It's not going to say that. It's going to say, you know, father, son, and, and follower of Christ. I mean, that's what I want to be. That's truly what's important to me. Um, so people, I think men have got to ask themselves, what legacy do I want to live? Do I want to just keep doing things for myself and getting what I want when I want it is that is that how I want to um, be remembered as someone that just lucked out for themselves, or do I want to be remembered for, for having an impact on, well, uh, on my family or, 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 or having an impact on the people that I interacted with? And
0: well, when I interact with men, those men who are just looking out for themselves, I call those boys or males, yeah. And so that's you, right. you hit the that's nail, right. but you know, this leads into the next, uh, of the, the third aspect of of an authentic leader you said a an authentic leader is someone who leads with purpose well now you just talked about leaving a legacy so how do you marry legacy and purpose together as you think about authentic leadership
2: so now to me it doesn't sound to, to being a secret service agent or being a marine those things um they don't seem cool to me but i but i get it that maybe somebody else thinks that those things are Cool or interesting or whatnot, and I, and I get it. But I think part part of part of the problem with with men these days is that they we live in this voyeuristic culture. Mm. We're, 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 we get on Facebook and everybody posts what's great about them, and we we, we, we look at that and we, we we compete with that. We try to we try to be we try to put our uh, this false face on and try to be something that we're not.
0: The best side and of us. I,
2: I, yeah. I, I, I could care. I could care personally. I could care less whether you are. Whether you work as a, as a as a mechanic, whether you work as a uh, you know work at a fast food chain, whether you work for the government, whether you're a CEO of a company, it doesn't to me it doesn't matter if you're doing whatever you're doing with purpose, with integrity, and trying to be the best at it that you possibly can be. Then that's that's living with purpose. So instead of instead of kind of sitting back and trying to um, live vicariously through someone else. Or try to have these these unattainable goals or, or things of that nature, or, or wish you were somebody else, or wish you were doing something else, or wish you were somewhere else. Just live in the moment, be the best that you possibly can be, live with purpose in everything you do, and, and uh, that's how you leave a legacy. I mean, you don't you don't have to be famous, you don't have to be an you don't have to author a book, you don't have to have your name on the side of the building, you don't have to be a politician to make a difference. Leadership is in the trenches. Leadership. Is merely the ability to influence influence someone to accomplish something. That's it, the the the, the act of influence. Um, that's that's living with purpose.
0: That's so good. Uh, leadership is in the trenches. One of the things that we say. You just quoted a bunch of people right there, just to let you know. But uh, <laughs> leadership is is being in the trenches. But then you talked about being the best that you can be, which is an army statement. So we will not really go there because I know you're I a marine.
2: Think, I, I don't know if I, I'm i about to listen to this podcast. <laughs> I hope that's not what I said. No, you didn't. <laughs> but
1: here's
0: Taking what. Context, but here's what you yeah. did say. I know. I'm sorry, man. Forgive me. Here's what you did say. You said being the best that you can be, and we believe that. We believe that that men are created to be the best version yeah, of themselves. Absolutely. Right? We settle absolutely. for good. We settle for better. But we don't settle yeah, for the best right. because that's high to achieve. Achieve. But here's what That's you right. said to me it really resonated, Kai. You said, "Hey, you—you you may not have your name on a wall, you may not have your name on a building, you may not have your name in a book, but you can." And here's what I heard. Tell me if I'm wrong here, but you can change your world, your sphere of influence, because when a man gets it, everyone wins. So when that man right. gets it, he yep. changes and he becomes a hero yep. within his circle, like yep. uh, Bud Sparling's.
2: That's right. That's right. Absolutely. No, that's 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 spot on. That's Gosh, exactly that's,
0: right. I'm really enjoying this exactly conversation. Right. I'm enjoying this. So this fourth point, and I know I'm focusing on this because I felt like you articulated this perfectly. Your fourth point of authentic leadership is a man or woman who puts others above themselves. Can you explain this mm-hmm. in the context of family?
2: Mm. Man, that's that's good. That's good, Jim. So it's all
0: about <laughs> sacrifice, right?
2: all about uh it's all about sacrifice there, there there are plenty of times where on a saturday i'd, I'd like to do something for myself or just kind of go off and uh you know go for a six-hour kayak ride or, or whatever a long bike ride i, I want to do that but i recognize that i need to be in the house with my kids uh, doing something w- w- with them and i'll tell you i got a lot of buddies that, that play golf. And I'm, this is nothing against golf. And golf is great. and At, at, at some point now that I have more time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back into golf. I used to play years ago. But I've got friends that, that – that, and hopefully I'm not dominating anybody out here on this podcast. But I've got I've – got, I've had buddies, not not current, but over the years. I've, I've had buddies that they, they go out and they play golf because they want to get away. And I get it. They want to de-stress. They want to do something for themselves. They want to not think about work. But you know what? They've got problems at home. They've got, they've got issues with their kids. Their relationships are broken. And so why would they prioritize doing those things for themselves when all these other things are in absolute chaos? Mm. And that, that's where that sacrifice, to, to be a man, it's being a man is standing up and saying, I'm going to sacrifice these things um, because that's for the, for the greater good of my family. Because the, the, that, that's what it means to be, to be selfless. Selfless.
0: You know, you uh, you stirred something up in me right now. And so here's what you stirred up. This is so good. There's a there The, the problem is there's a tension. Mm-hmm. Where do we find the balance between sacrifice and personal enjoyment, service and getting away, as you said, selflessness and de-stressing? So there is yep. an aspect that is very realistic, Kai, I think, that where a man really does need to get away— to do those mm-hmm. things, but where's the balance? Where 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 is the you talk yeah. about value? Where does he where does he say this value of family and marriage is mm-hmm. way more than this value of de stress slash getting away, slash filling my tank, slash having fun? Where's the balance yeah. there? What what have you found? Because you've you and I talked a while back and we've talked about guys that we know that are train wrecks yeah. because they yep. can't find the balance. Where does a guy do that? How does yep. how does a guy find that balance?
2: Man. <laughs> I wish I had a perfect answer for that. I really do, and and, and you know, it's. It, I still struggle at it. Listen, I, I, you know, in a lot of ways, I'm still. Um, obviously, I still still need to work on things. Everybody does, right? We still have areas to work on. So I don't know, Jim. I think everyone individually has got to look at that, and um, I think the, I think the balance really is just before you do anything, just before you act, take a take a second and think about. Okay, if I do this what is the outcome I may get what I want but what is the impact going to be on those around me um, if I if I decide that I'm gonna go away for the weekend by myself just because I need to get away what impact is that gonna have on my family and my kids
0: yeah you you said exactly what I was hoping you were gonna say and I think it goes back to our word this morning be aware yeah A play that's you know, right. pl- that's play right. the movie see the big picture. Uh, see, you know, Stephen Covey would say, see the end at the beginning. If I go golfing for the fourth time this week, what is that going to say to my marriage? Uh, does, you know, if, if I if I go hunting, if I go uh, kayaking, you know, and I guess my thought and what I would tell guys who are in the arena who are in the bubble, I'm like, throw your daughter in the freaking kayak. My, for me, there I love to hike. I throw. Them, I had a yeah. pack frame. I threw my kids on the back frame, and I do mm-hmm. five mile hikes with these with these thirty and forty kids on my back. Take yeah. your kids hunting with you. Take take them. Let them be your caddy. Whoop whoop. Let them carry your clubs. My dad used to do that with me. Here, kid, you're taking. You're coming with me. I'm golfing. I I just think if a guy can involve his family, yep, is yep. that a that could be there a win go. win for that guy. But I think yeah. There you go. But you That's hit perfect. something on the head uh, that I want to address. You didn't say it, but you you alluded to it. How does the heart play into the, these decisions for you?
2: For me, it's, it's getting your getting your heart in the right in the right condition. It's it's, it's easy to, and I think men have this problem with uh, hardening their heart, right? Where we we just we get in it. So years ago, um, you know, when I was traveling a lot, I would come home. And um, I would immediately insert myself back into the family. So I'd be gone for, when I was in the Secret Service, I'd be gone for weeks at a time and I would immediately come back insert myself into the family and start making, trying to make decisions and things like that without just pausing for a minute and t- kind of sitting down with Sherry and saying, okay, what, what have you been through over the last two weeks? What do you need help with? What can I help? It's not what I want, but it's what can I help you with. But um, I didn't do that. I would come home. I would just start inserting myself. It would create an argument, and, and my heart would become hardened. And that went, I wouldn't change. I would just, you know, I would start. Uh, I would push back on her. She would push back on me, and just create this, create this constant, this constant friction. Uh, so I think it's just getting that place of humility and humbling yourself to realize that you're not perfect. What you want is not that important. You know, you're, you're kind of, you're not all that, quote unquote. <laughs> um, and just put, your, put, your, put yourself in the shoes of the other person and figure out what, what do they want and just give them what they want because it's natural I mean they're, they're, there's, a, uh, there's a self-serving purpose in that if you're giving the other person what, you, what they want and you're looking at things from their perspective it's going to come back on you I mean naturally they are going to do the same thing it's learned behavior you're leading by the example that you
0: want them to model I, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus here, but I know a guy who lives in my house, who when he decided to start loving and serving his wife, man, his sex life really increased. <laughs> but you know, you said something I love this. I'm actually doing a word study through the whole Bible on the word humble, humility, uh-huh. and then when I'm done, I'm gonna I'm gonna contrast that with pride. But I, right. I came to a scene where the word is where there is a hardening of a, a guy's heart, the hardening of Pharaoh's mm-hmm. heart. And that word hardening in the Hebrew language actually means to make heavy. So when my heart is hardened, in other words, I'm prideful, mm-hmm. I, I, ha, I carry a heavy burden because the things around me that I should be caring about that I'm rejecting mm-hmm. out of my own selfishness— it creates a heavier load down the road. My marriage yeah. is, is slowed down. My, my children don't develop the way they should because I'm not available to them. My relationships falter and things, yeah. it, you know. So, anyway, I just that really impacted me. So, just um, get our hearts in the right condition. And, I, and that's why we say when a man gets it, everyone wins. Because when yeah. a man can get his heart right, Yep. he can figure stuff out on his own our men in the arena are not stupid these guys are champions they're getting yeah. it done they just need to f- check their heart yeah, yeah. and you know it's,
2: and it's getting getting back to that point of you know con- condition and uh preparing preparing for battle you can't just go out and run a marathon yeah. you you'll, you'll you'll literally die or you won't make it very far. Or you, you'll walk got and have you. the EMTs have or to come or and or help you. Or you'll walk, right? Yeah. So I'll tell you, tell you a funny funny story just to digress a little bit here. When I was uh, in my mid-20s, I was stationed out in uh, Kaneohe Bay, Hawaii, with, with 2nd Battalion, 3rd Marines. And my buddies and I decided we're going to run a marathon. They actually, you know, kind of were through peer pressure, made me sign up for the Honolulu Marathon. I hit mile 13 at an hour and 35 minutes. I was oh, freaking oh, wow. in. wow. The- I was hauling. I was hauling. I finished. My final time was four hours and 25 minutes or something like that because my body hit that wall. At 20 miles, my body just hit this wall and said, what are you doing? You didn't prepare for this. So you think about your, think about marriage and, and the struggles that we go through in, in life, whether it's a, a death in the family or losing a job. Which th- thank, thank God, I've never had to deal with that because I work for the government. Nobody gets fired, but, <laughs> you know, you know you, we, <laughs> we you do get ra- just get raises. Yeah, exactly. Well,
0: I'm just not teasing. late,
2: not a, not enough though, Jim.
0: You know okay, about. that's true. That's true. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, you know, you go through, we we have stresses in life. You can't avoid it. So if you're if you're not conditioning your heart when things are going good. And 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 loving your wife, loving your kids when things are going good. You try running that marathon. You lose your job. You're, you're not going to be able. To, you're not going to be conditioned. Your heart's not going to be ready to come together and to deal with that deal with that situation.
0: So what I'm hearing you say, you're telling men to train before the crisis hits. That's right. Or are you t- right. are you telling them to train so the crisis never hits? Well, both. Yeah,
2: both really, because the crisis will hit. Yeah. Life's not life's not puppy dogs and ice cream. I mean, at some point in life, you're going to deal with you're going to deal with disease. You're going to deal with struggle. You're going to deal with old age. Um, it's gonna it's going to happen. Death is a foregone conclusion. So it, it's 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 preparing for those things. So you can um, being aware. Right. So you can ward off and not go down the wrong path. But at the same time, training. So when those obstacles hit your are, are in the way that you know how to navigate them appropriately, and you know how to defeat uh, defeat that crisis
0: that's good man so life is not puppy dogs and ice cream it's more like you cats. can quote me
2: that's that is a kai munchie quote
0: it's oh, more man. like cats and iced tea <laughs> hey kai that's la- worse <laughs> that's really way worse so hey the last point uh, of authentic leadership and and I, I i find myself uh tempted to slip into this you know I, I work in a such in a scenario where people will come to things that i'm speaking at and i put on this i call it the foyer face yeah. you know and you said an authentic leader doesn't doesn't pretend to be someone else uh, yep. and that that yep. is something that uh that i have struggled with personally mm-hmm. so and i'm just confessing that to you can you unpack that for me a little bit more yeah. you've you've seen this with you've seen this in the people you've protected you've seen this on mm-hmm. the highest levels you've seen this on the lowest levels so talk us through yeah.
2: There's this old. Uh, here's another another good quote for you. You may have never heard, but uh, all show and no go.
0: <laughs> oh, I've heard that baby. Have you heard that? But one? you know what? Here's the deal. Because that's I, nobody knows who said it. I'm going to quote you. See, I'm I, giving I, you someone credit. Someone right? said that before. All right, give me credit for that. Come on. Well, you, we I, used to
2: we used to say that in the military, <laughs> in, the, in the Marine in the Marine Corps all the time. We'd say that in uh, yeah. In, in tactical tactical teams that I was with, we would say that all show and no go. These are the guys that come out. And they've got the fancy gear and they talk the big talk and they you know they 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 talk about guns and weapons and things like that, yeah. but then they can't do anything. They can't shoot, they can't run, they can't fight. So it's kind of that all show and, and no go is what that means. So it's it's that it's that you know, it's that pretending to be something that you're not. It's that not having that self awareness to know here's my strengths, here's my weaknesses, and I'm just I'm just who I am, right? You I I'm gonna walk into I'm I'm who I am. Accept it or don't accept it, but I'm who I am. I'm not going to pretend to be something just to um, satisfy your your perception of what I should be, or to uh, make you make someone else happy.
0: Oh, I love it. My, I call that hunters versus killers. My wife <laughs> asked me a couple of years ago, "Why do you want to go hunting with that guy? He never shoots anything." <laughs> and so, just this hunters versus killers, and and I, I love it, man. It's just be who you are. Yeah, I, I have found that if I walk into, I call it what I call it a redneck circle, right? Everybody's kind of got their pants down. They're taking a leak, you know. Who's the guy? Who's you know? They're trying to have this pissing (laughs) contest. If I walk into that circle and I go, "Listen, guys, I have no idea what I'm doing here. I'm clueless. I have found that guys want to help you. Yeah, absolutely. But if you walk up and go, "Oh man, I can do this and that and that," and then when the when the go time happens, it's all show and no go. Guys yep. look at you, and there's a disrespect. And so oh, I think there's yeah. a humility yeah. there and just saying, hey, I don't yeah. have the answers, man. And I need the help, yeah. so will you help me? And so that's so good. And and I think – and I, tell me about this, Kai. we got to wrap it up here. We're already at an hour. But as far as our families are concerned, uh-huh. how should a guy go about getting help? Instead of being this all show and no go, how can a guy walk into a scenario and go, hey, listen, hey, I've got a high-stress job. Uh, it's demanding a lot of my time. It's demanding a lot of my emotion. I I don't want to spend my life golfing. I need to engage. Mm-hmm. I need help. How does a guy go about doing that, and where does he go?
2: <sighs> That's that is a good that is a good question. I would say um, for a married guy. Honestly, yeah. the, the best place to start is, is with your, is with your spouse oh, that's and, uh, you know, re- recognizing that she's broken also, that she's got, she's got weaknesses, she's struggling with things. But if you're, if you're married and you're trying to pretend to be something you're not to your spouse, you're, you're married, you're going to have a crappy marriage, even if you're getting away with it, uh, cause she's going to be able to see right through it and you're not going to be able to keep it up either. You're not going to have the, uh, you're not going to be able to keep up that facade for very long. So. I would say the first place to start if you're married is go go to your wife and just confess that and say, "Listen, sweetheart, I'm I'm broken. Here's what I'm struggling with," um, and pray with her and just work it out.
0: That's so good. And I'm I, I'm going to hack this illustration to pieces, Kai. But women are really the thermostats of the relationship. They really are outstanding at gauging where that relationship is. Yeah. But men, we're the thermometers, baby. Yeah. When we figure it out, we can fix it. We can help them. But we don't. But we don't. We don't gauge the heat very well. So we go That's to our good. wives and say, hey, honey, can you rate my marriage, our marriage? Where are we? How can I get better? And you, shes they're usually pretty good about telling us how to mm-hmm. improve. So, oh, yeah. Is, <laughs> it's a gift, man. It's a gift. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Kai, I have really enjoyed our conversation. Uh, you've given me a lot of quotes now that I have that I didn't have before. <laughs> and uh, I really appreciate you, man. I'm looking forward to... Uh, Having some more conversations in the future, yeah, my friends. So, definitely. hey guys, uh, you've been listening to this episode of the Man Card Podcast, helping us transform the lives of men and those they love, helping us change this world one man at a time as easy as one, two, three. One, follow us by subscribing and sharing the Man Card Podcast. Two, follow us by joining the Men in the Arena Closed Facebook forum for men. And three, go to our gear page on the app or our website. Invest in your life. We have resources that will help you become the best version of you. Thanks so much for taking the time to share your wisdom. Uh, Kai, we sure appreciate it, man. And guys, listen up. Join us in building an, arm in the, um, an army of men in the arena who are becoming the best version of themselves and changing their world because when a man gets it, everyone, everyone wins. Join the Men in the Arena closed Facebook forum. Guys, help us out. Join the army. Feel the wet sand of the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. And a man. man. This is Dale Culver,
1: and you've been listening to the Man Card Podcast. Has your Man Card been challenged today? If you hunger to be the best version of you, then join thousands of men from around the world on our closed Facebook forum called The Men in the Arena. This is the best place to have open discussions around the topic of manhood. Also, make sure you ask about our newest equipping opportunity called the Man Card Weekend with the men in the arena. Let us inspire the men of your organization to become the best version of themselves today. And don't forget to purchase a copy of our popular field guide, A Bathroom Book for Men. Jim wrote this book for men who don't read books. It's a daily study of manly words explained with great stories. You will find enough entries to read one a day for an entire year. That's right, 365 daily readings on what a man is and does. Get your own copy at mancardpodcast.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Man Card Podcast. This is Dale Culver signing off. Until next time, join our army and become the best version of you. Get in the arena. Let the world feel the full weight of who you are. Grind it out. Be a man.